Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Well, look at me. Hitting the nail on the head with the prediction that we were going to get a slightly hotter. And actually, you could argue it maybe was... A little bit higher than slightly hotter than expected inflation reports. However, I was still humbled because rates did not do anything what I thought they were going to be doing. So welcome everyone to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast, my favorite edition of the podcast because it means it is Friday and I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. So yeah, I was amazingly correct and i'm not gonna be like see i told you i know everything i i said it was like a a guess i was going off of kind of what john williams the new york fed president said and then he had that piece in the wall street journal by justin lahart it seemed like they were setting a narrative for hey hey, we're still we're still doing a good job fighting inflation kind of like setting us up for we're gonna get a bad number and that's exactly what happened Uh, month over month number hotter than expected same for the year-over-year number. And like I said, what really caught me by surprise was the reactions in the bond market. I mean, I thought, okay, the number comes out, and I think maybe in the first, like, 10 minutes, we saw the 10-year kind of jump up, and then it just kind of fell right back to where it was, uh, kind of yesterday's close, or I should say Wednesday's close. And it just, it, it was just kind of hovering at around 4%, and then it ends the day down. The yield on the 10-year ended up down, and the 10-year is now trading below 4%. I mean, it's just, that surprised me. So I might have gotten the inflation number right, but I completely got wrong what the market reaction would be if the number was hotter. So let's jump into the CPI report that came out on Thursday. Much anticipated. However, like I said, the reaction, kind of bizarre. So the uh, consumer price index for all urban consumers increased 0.3% in December. That was up from the 0.1% increase in November and was the highest month-over-month increase since September. And then we had the year-over-year index increasing to 3.4%. That was up from the 3.1% that we saw in November and was the highest level since September. And here is what was interesting. Economists were projecting a 0.2% increase month over month and that we would see the yearly number rise just one-tenth of a percent to 3.2%. So we saw a higher-than-expected monthly number and a year-over-year number. And what caused that? It wasn't food, it wasn't energy, it wasn't really anything else. It was 100% housing. I mean, they even called it out in the report uh, because if you look at the core index, that was also hotter than expected. That was also, you know, very similar numbers. Uh, The index for all items, less food and energy rose 0.3%. They were projecting 0.2. And we saw the yearly number, that that did fall. That fell to 3.9%. That was down 
from the 4% that we saw in November, but it was higher than the 3.8% that economists were expecting. So they thought we were going to see a slightly lower number month over month and that the yearly number was going to fall to 3.8%. So all in all, not a good report. Core, higher than expected. Top line number, higher than expected. And like I said, the cause, housing. (laughs) The shelter index increased half a percent in December. That was up from November's 0.4% increase. And while the month-over-month number was slightly hot, the year-over-year index did drop to 6.2%, down from 6.5% in November and the lowest level since August 2022. But that number is still three times the pre-pandemic levels. I mean, if you go back and look, the shelter index, I mean, I would say for, I think they've been calculating this I want to say 20, 30 years. And that number is 2%, a little bit under 2%, maybe close to three. We're at 6.2%. And they even said it in the report that the shelter cost index was the largest factor in the monthly increase in the index for all items, less food and energy. And like I said, food and energy are not responsible for that higher top line number. It is core, and it is precisely because of housing costs. Uh, so to give you an idea or why that is, the food index, it did rise 0.2%, but we actually saw the year-over-year index decline to 2.7%, down from 2.9% in November, and now the lowest level since June 2021. So the fact that the year-over-year number is falling They're not responsible. Here's what's amazing, though. Grocery price hikes. So this is food at home. They classify two ways, food at home, food away from home. Food at home, the year-over-year number fell to 1.3%. The away from home, so restaurants, 5.2%. I mean, so we're at a place now where grocery prices, or excuse me, I should say restaurant prices their inflation rate is four times that of what's happening with groceries. There was an article I saw, or it might have been a tweet. I can't remember. I don't even know who it was. So it's, it's very, obviously very well informed. <laughs> but I remember they were making this very weird argu- or interesting argument that we currently have like a restaurant bubble, that people are still going out and eating, but the price hikes are so much more for eating out that eventually people are going to realize because grocery prices continue to slow that they're just going to go, you know what? It doesn't make sense for us to at least go out as much as we are. Maybe pull back once or twice a month. I'm not saying people are going to stop going to restaurants, but maybe they're going out once a week. Now they're going to go out once every two weeks. Or maybe they're going out twice a week. Now they're going to go out once a week. But eventually that's going to happen and you're going to see a huge kind of bubble burst for the restaurant industry. I mean, that's four times. That's crazy. Uh, And then energy prices, the energy index rose 0.4% in December up from November's 2.4% decrease, which pushed the year over year index now down just 2%. And gasoline prices did rise 0.2% in December up from November 6% decline, but the overall year over year index for gasoline is still down 1.9%. So 
basically the bottom line, while inflation has fallen significantly from the peak of 9.1%, we clearly have a long way to go to get that last percent. I mean, we got to three, and then we've slowly been rising 3.1. We thought we were going to go to 3.2. Now we're at 3.4. So it's going to take us a while to get get back down to that 2% target rate. And they warned us. I mean, that's every, that's what's kind of amazing is that, I mean, everyone was warned that this was going to happen, that we were going to see kind of bouncing back up and down and that it was not just going to be a continued straight line to get to that 2%. And like I said, I'm surprised by the way the market reacted. I mean, the 10-year closed with a yield of 3.97 percent <laughs> I mean, that's just i mean i thought for sure we were going to go to like 4.1 percent i mean that's just that that's that surprised me and so maybe people are waiting for what's going to happen today we're getting a producer price index and that matters i remember one time i can't remember what it was a couple months ago we got a ppi number and it was way cooler than people were thinking like i think we we saw the year-over-year year number fall under 2% for the first time since COVID, or when the prices started moving up, you know, 21, I think. And rates just plummeted. And so I do wonder if maybe PPI is getting more attention because, once again, PPI sort of front-runs what's happening with consumer prices. It's sort of, you know, if you, if you go back and look, producer prices shot up before CPI did, and producer prices fell before CPI did. So, cause I mean, think about it, Produ- whatever producers are paying, they're going to pass that cost on to consumers or the savings. It's going to take a little while. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Uh, and we've seen the producer price index is now under 2% for, I think this will be maybe the third month. And right now they're projecting producer prices to rise 0.1% to end the year and the annual rate to rise a little bit to 1.3%. So under that 2% number, and so if that comes in hotter, I'd be interested to see, and you know, watch it today, if we see a movement in rates that makes more sense versus what we saw with CPI, where we see a big miss <laughs> to the high side and rates actually fell. I mean, just that's that was very surprising. And then, of course, it's, we didn't just get CPI. We also got jobless claims. And so, you know, oh, well, maybe jobless claims were worse than expected. See a loosening in the labor market. Uh-uh. That's not what happened. Jobless claims held steady once again. Uh, economists thought they were going to rise to 210,000. Claims stood at about 202,000. They were 202,000 last week. They were revised upward 1,000. And now they've fallen back to 202,000. <laughs> and so for the last five weeks... Every report has been right around that number, like 202, 204, except for that one week where it jumped up to, 20, to 220,000, and then it came right back down. So it was like an anomaly. So in the last five weeks, we've been around low 200,000s. And so no signs that we're seeing any loosening in the labor market. Uh, continuing claims, they actually fell to 1.83 million, down 34,000. And now the lowest level since the end of October. <laughs> so we're seeing very low jobless claims. Continuing claims are falling. That is not a cooling labor market. 
<laughs> so you would think that, oh, man, we got a bad jobs report, uh, jobless claims report. So, oh, okay, the labor market's cooling off. So, okay, we'll, we'll ignore the, the CPI number because that, that's lagging, right? We're talking about December. These we're looking at January. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> so no evidence that we're seeing any cooling that would lead the Fed to not only cut rates, but cut rates four times like everyone thought. So very interesting. Uh, and then because yesterday was Thursday, we did get mortgage rate data from Freddie Mac and we did see mortgage rates rise slightly, but really nothing significant. So the 30 year fixed rate mortgage averaged kind of, you think they would just change this number for the report? Um, 6.66%. I mean, just give me like a round up or 6.7, 6.67, 6.65. No one's going to be upset. 6.66. That's awful. Get that number off the screen. Uh, that's where they had the 30-year fixed rate. Freddie Mac did. That was up four basis points from last week. And now the highest level since the third week in December. But I mean, I think we saw four basis points this week, like two basis points the week prior yeah, that's not a that's not a big move when you're when the rates are where they are. Uh, the 15 year, interestingly enough, actually fell to 5.87 percent, down two basis points from the last week, and it's the third weekly decline. So the 15 year is not moving with the 30. Interestingly enough, uh, the 30 year rate is now just 33 basis points higher than we were a year ago, and the 15 year is up 35 basis points when compared to the same time last year. Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, noted in the release that despite rates falling, affordability is still the biggest issue facing housing, saying, quote, even the slight uptick in demand combined with inventory that remains tight continues to cause prices to rise faster than incomes, meaning affordability remains a major headwind for buyers. Potential home buyers should look closely at existing state and local resources, such as down payment assistance programs, which can considerably help defray closing costs, which is true. That is true. Um, that was very popular when rates were on the increase, getting closer to that uh, scary 8% number. Definitely saw uh, people taking advantage of some of these state programs, like NC Housing, for example, that exists out there that can provide down payment assistance and you know basically the way they work is you get uh you know a grant and if you stay in the house for x number of years that grant is forgiven that's kind of how it works now if you sell it before then then yeah there's timetable to figure out you know what you owe what you got to pay back um but yeah i mean the, the purpose of it is to help people get in homes that maybe don't have a lump sum to be able to do that. And so, like I said, those are, those are very popular a couple months ago. I haven't seen so many recently because of the recent rate drops, which have helped people. Maybe uh, affordability's kind of opened up for some people. Uh, but yeah, those are available out there, no doubt. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be an issue. I mean, yeah, it's great that we've seen rates fall, but they're still, they're still elevated along with elevated home prices. <laughs> so, no, we have not fixed the affordability issue that is that is facing housing. But, yeah, the big surprise today, CPI miss to the high side, and then rates fall. I am 
I am somewhat perplexed by that. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. So funny enough, I hit the nail on the head for the projection of what CPI is going to do and then totally missed what that would mean for rates, which in all honesty, considering I'm in the mortgage business, is the more valuable of the two because that's what matters more, what's going to happen with rates. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> I, got, I got the less, the less consequential aspect of the prediction correct and the part that i was wrong on was the the more important part so humbled once again on my own podcast that's how i roll all right you guys enjoy your friday uh i think it's it's gonna be nice on saturday in wilmington it's gonna be i think close to 70 and then it's gonna get really cold (laughs) so enjoy enjoy it because It's going to get really cold, so enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.